Hey guys, welcome back to Between Sets. I'm your host, Tim Walcott, and I'm here with my co-host, Tyler Patterson, better known as Ugly Dumpling. That's not me, that's Tyler. It's actually Ugly Child. My mom used to call me that. <laughs> Wait, is that weird? Does she just have a soft spot for ugly people? I guess, right? That that makes you're, you're her favorite? I think so. <laughs> um, so this episode is just me and Tyler, and we Unfortunately are- Unfortunately for you guys. We're fun. And uh, we're gonna we're gonna chat about our experiences uh, in therapy, not together. <laughs> couples, no. couples therapy together, you and me, man. That did not work. Yeah. We um, maybe we should go. Yeah. But yeah, Tyler and I have both been. Well, I I went to therapy for how long did I go for? Six months, something like that. Okay. And then uh, I recently pulled back. I have a uh, I have a follow up coming up. Um, but I know that you're still going on a regular basis. Yep, every two weeks and, or so. Yeah, and um, yeah, we haven't talked about our experiences much yet. Yeah, yeah. I was trying to get you to do it for a while. Yeah, and then you did it. And now you're keeping on, keeping on, dude. Definitely, which is sweet. Yeah, my my girlfriend really helped me out as well in that. Like, uh, she really helped me to realize the good it could have, because I thought it would almost be, and I'm sure a lot of people could relate to this. I thought it would make me weak. Or like I was admitting I was weak or something, like that I didn't need help. Uh, you just got to admit that you need help. I really want to relate this too. When Tim brought up we should talk about this, I really wanted to relate it back to like a lot of patients have pain that can be almost exclusively psychosocial. So rather than there being some sort of physical problem, they just have this like general ache all the time or headaches. And I'm going to give my experience and hopefully we can give you guys some practical advice and hopefully if you are feeling some type of way where you think therapy would help you, hopefully this, if honestly, if this helps one person go to therapy and better their life, I'm, I'm all set. That is great. Yeah. And I, I think it's like you, a yeah. pretty trendy thing right now, but yeah. it's, I think it's one of those things that's probably a good, a good fad. I'd say. Yeah. I'd definitely say. Yeah. So, so bring us, so you went, you, you went in, what did you so do? So welcome to the mental health episode, everybody. Episode 22, <laughs> all about mental health. We're about to talk health. about a bunch of things that we are not qualified to talk about, but <laughs> we will uh, chat about our ex- personal experiences with it. So. Personal anecdotes, yeah. that's all we're saying, yeah. We're not going to claim <laughs> yeah, any crazy science. So what are we going to say? <laughs> when you, when we were in college, so Tim and I went to college together, and we lived together in second year. Mm-hmm. Didn't you see a, he wasn't a therapist, it was just a guy that experienced the same thing as you and he helped you through, like a social worker almost? Oh, uh, counselor. Counselor, yeah, that's the right idea. Similar idea, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I didn't really, he mostly worked with like drug drug addicts. Okay. So I don't know, like, he was a nice guy, but, and a definitely positive experience, but like I really don't have that many takeaways from him. Oh, okay. Yeah. I just remember it like I just remember it helping you when we were younger, but and maybe in the moment it did, but just my memories have carried that have carried with me now. Like I don't, I yeah. don't really. Uh, yeah. yeah. From the outside looking in, my experience with your experience was that you realized that you weren't alone. I think that was the the main kicker when we used to chat about it. Uh-huh. You were like, oh yeah, you probably remember better than me, man. Because, I do. Yeah. yeah because uh, sometimes I think back to those times, I don't really remember them very well. So well, I, I have a, like, f- even when you're asking me, like, how did you find it? I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, I don't really think about, like, I don't really think about what I took from it at all. Like, I, well, my first yeah. experience with it was your first experience. Like my first experience with like people going to therapy, <clears throat> seeing a psychotherapist, whatever the mm-hmm. case is, seeking some help was 
watching you go through it because I yeah. never really... And I think it was kind of becoming a thing, I guess, when you were studying. Like, I guess more of a mainstream thing. Or it was just... Just personally, I just felt like it was starting. Yeah. Uh, maybe I was just more aware of it because I was experiencing it. But, mm-hmm. um, well, take us through your experience. Like, then... So if you didn't think about that one, if that one didn't really change it. The one recently? Yeah, what about the recent one? Yeah, it wasn't super long. And I, I, I would probably... Um, I'll probably go back. I mean, I have a follow-up appointment anyway to kind of check in to see where I'm at. Because the reason why... Um, the reason why we stopped was because I essentially achieved what I came for, which is the goal. Hell yeah. So, yeah. So that's so that's why we, we pulled it back. Like, I was pretty honest with her. I was like, yeah... I don't think I need to keep coming here. And then we kind of went through like why I thought that. And I was like, she's like, yeah, I agree. Yeah. See you in a little while. Sweet. So, but yeah, it was, it was a good experience. I, up until that point, um, I'd had a pretty like rudimentary understanding of cognitive behavioral therapy and different relaxation techniques and stress management strategies and all these different things but they weren't really I didn't really have they weren't really habitual and they weren't very evidence-based maybe or even like I wasn't guided by a professional it was just stuff that I'd learned through reading on the internet or my own personal experience with what worked and what I tried trial and error throughout my life yeah but it was kind of cool to go go to a therapist who could guide me through what I've been attempting to do on my own and then she was able to bring me to that next step yeah so like a lot of like a certain aspects of cbt um they it's a, a lot of it is about um uh saying like what if and going through the process of like uh, with an anxious situation you're trying to figure out what the trigger is so you keep going down the rabbit hole of like okay, you're scared of that? What if it happens? Yeah. And then you, you play it out in your head to ideally show yourself that like, yeah, it's all, it's all, first of all, it probably won't happen. And then second of all, if it does, you can manage it. Okay. And then yeah. the idea is the, the, the emotion that it's manifested in should maybe disappear ideally, or at least be manageable. Um, and I was able to like go to like certain depths on my own, but, and I didn't even realize it, but I wasn't able to go farther so getting guided by someone who's been doing this for like 30 years and then pull me into like pull me into the deep murky waters well there's a thought right there i was thinking about that while you were talking (laughs) is of course if you can't figure something out you would go to an expert Mm -hmm. right why would it be any different for therapy so you can't figure out something in your brain or something in your life is not helping not going well why wouldn't you find someone an expert that's been doing for 30 years they're doing it every day they've seen these patterns emerge it's no different than someone coming to you or me for fitness advice yeah or going to you for nutrition advice or coming to me for i'm in pain help me Uh, i'm doing this all day long and i've you know assuming that you know you're in this job because you really enjoy it Mm -hmm. you're doing research you're working a lot you're trying to figure things out you're actively engaging in you know new like learning experiences whether it's a paid learning experience or a learning experience through work or through just being out in in the real world talking to people yeah so if you feel like because talking to friends helps but 
there's also a point, and I think it's depend. It's subjective. It's all individual. But mine was I don't want to put this burden on my friends. I didn't want them to see me be vulnerable. I didn't want to admit that I was weak. I didn't want to to lose friends thinking that I was. They were gonna be like, "Oh, you're crazy, man. We can't hang out anymore." That's not the case, obviously, with good friends. Yeah. <laughs> so don't be don't be worried about that if you are in that boat. But seeing therapists or seeing someone is just a third party that like no judgment. They do it all the time, and you don't really know them, and they're not going to judge you. They're getting, you know, they're yeah. I don't there to not judge you. A word on that, like, do, have you talked to other people about that, and they've experienced the same thing? Judgment or no judgment? Uh, just like a, a fear of what you had, where like the a stigma around like going to deal with. Uh, your own mental health pretty much I would say to put a rudimentary number on it 80% of people that I talk to about this stuff have like yeah I was scared of admitting it to so people. it seems like it's pretty common very common. I can't empathize at all no not even slightly really yeah for whatever reason like I just I don't feel that at all wow yeah I don't know like apparently it's pretty common like people feeling yeah I don't know like in other ways I, I would be fearful it's not like you weren't I, scared but... of talking to people is what you mean yeah, I have no problem telling people I'm depressed. Like, it doesn't worry me that, like, my friends are going to leave me or my f- people are going to think I'm crazy or... Yeah. I would have other fears, but it wasn't like... Um, like, when I go to... When I went to the therapist, it wouldn't even cross my mind that, like, oh, thank God she's not judging me. Like, that that doesn't even cross my mind. Right. Yeah. I would, it, just, like, interesting, because that's a big... That's a... I think that's a big problem. Like, I think I'm in the minority as far as what my fears are with, with going to... Yeah. Uh, to therapy but again there's a handful of people you being one of them that would make yeah. up i guess the 10 to 20 percent of people that weren't really scared of that they were just like nah, i just wanted more yeah i guess you're i don't know if you're just more sure of yourself or that was just never had never been a no, fear. i don't even know if it's like i'm not even saying i'm better or anything it's just like it's just different too it's just like like i understand the concept of how would that would work like you yeah. would feel weak and everything that you just said but i never felt that uh, I'm trying to think like right now, like what would have been my barriers? Yeah. Well, you know what's cool about this? It'll be because I've had barriers for sure, but they're not the common ones. That's yeah. the in- that's the interesting part that I'm trying to say. Yeah. Well, the, the cool thing about this is giving we're going to have two different perspectives, which is awesome because this is going to no, help we won't. Two we're the exact same person. Yeah, I'm just physically we're not. <laughs> yeah. Take that as you will. Yeah, yeah. Tyler is a massive pelvis, huge pelvis, dude. Big hips. Really weird. I'm a square. No, no, a rectangle, <laughs> rather. Yeah. You're too tall for a square. You're an ice cream cone. You know, was, I was talking to <laughs> I was talking to someone the other day about lifting. I was talking You're to a patient about cone. I was talking to a patient about lifting and I was showing them some techniques to mitigate some stress and pain in the shoulders that they were having with different pressing. Yeah. And I showed them how to, you know, t- engage the chest more in a press, in a uh, horizontal press. Yeah. And they had never felt that before. They're like, yeah, I always feel in my shoulders. Yeah. And I was thinking about it every time when I was younger, every time I was doing any sort of benching, pressing, whatever, yeah. it was all shoulder dominant because yeah. Tim will regularly go, your shoulders, or, I want shoulders like yours. And I'm always like, dude, I want chest like yours. You're really good at activating your chest, maybe not so much on the shoulders or it's just genetic and all that, whatever. Yeah, I just have small shoulders. <laughs> but like, but you do a bunch of shoulders. So maybe it was, if you trained how I did, the same like muscle connection and did the same form I did, maybe you'd have big shoulders and smaller chest. I don't think so. No? Yeah, I've gone through that rabbit hole. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think so. It's just funny to it's think of it like that. Thing. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. that's how most people do bench press. Yeah, activating is, too much shoulder. Well, they're just using their shoulder too much, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. elbows flared, straight bar path. 
and I definitely yeah, have that problem. Very little peck use. Yeah. Yeah. Or even with like uh, accessories, yeah. flies and stuff like that. I think I was still using my shoulders a bunch. <laughs> That's tough to do. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. amazing though. Uh, but again, I have yeah. bigger shoulders. I've always, to Tim's point, I have genetically have a wider frame anyway. But anyways, back to what we were talking about. Body, dude. We were talking about two different, two different experiences. experiences therapy. Yeah, when did so, you start? You're still going. Yeah, I started probably two and a half months ago. I've only done. Nice. Do you know how many sessions? I've done less do? than ten. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Um, What's your experience so far, sir? My experience is cool because it's. You kind of. I was wondering what it was going to be like. Uh-huh. I was kind of driving yeah, myself too. crazy thinking yeah, about yeah. what it was going to be like. Yeah. I was like, "How quick am I going to? Am I going to be fixed? Do I need to be fixed? What are they going to say? Are going to say nothing? Are going to figure me out first? They're going to have to be figured out right away." I think. <laughs> Knowing what I know about massage and like the brain and psychology behind pain, I was like, thought about it way too much. I didn't just go in being like, I'm just going to splurt out everything. Yeah. I was thinking about what her reactions are going to be to my thoughts, which is oh, yeah. kind yeah. of the opposite of what I wanted to accomplish. Yeah. I wanted to not use my brain. Yeah. Because I think a lot of my stress was from treating patients. The psychology behind massage therapy is really hard. It's not physically draining. People go, your hands must hurt at the end of the day. I go, no, no, my brain hurts. <laughs> It hurts a lot, way more than my hands. Like, forget about <laughs> my, my body. I'm good. Yeah, it was my brain. So I wanted. Is that to why your head's just... so big? Because your brain's swollen. I think so. I was probably sense. dropped a few times as a kid too. So I just, I'm strangely proportioned. <laughs> Donna spikes you in the end zone of the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> you know what it was? I used to drag. I was dragging my head and my hands as a kid because they were both huge, and I couldn't like walk. I was always dragging my giant head because my head was the size of my torso when I was younger. It was weird. That's Weird looking baby. Yeah. Yeah. But what were we just saying? We're going to keep <laughs> going off the rails. So my experience with therapy was I wanted to go in and just like say everything that was on my mind that I couldn't say to anybody else or that I didn't want to say to anybody else at the time. Yeah. I think Other, that's the idea. Yeah. So I think that's most people's, again, I from my personal experience of talking to people, I think that's most people's experiences that they, just want, they wanted right. to just say everything on their mind that they need to get out and not have to think about the consequences of their statement. Because mm-hmm. I'll say something to someone, then they take it differently than I wanted them to, yeah. or it makes them upset, and then I just end up, you know, coddling them. Yeah. And it's the opposite of what I was trying to accomplish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it actually, it, yeah, my stress goes through more. Yeah. So I found just being able to just talk. I just yeah. went, ranted. It just feels good to rant. Yeah, yeah. Right? It's funny. That's the therapy in massage therapy is people rant like crazy they get to tell me about their pain they get to complain about people i don't know i don't know anyone (laughs) and i it's all confidential right i'm not allowed to talk about it yeah past so who's their name where they live yeah beep 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 and there we go i'm trying to sounded so real sounds so real (laughs) we had to blurt all that out i imagine guys so yeah Yeah. there's a lot of names i just said a bunch of names um but yeah, I can't. You know, obviously, I can't be like, oh, like Jenny from whatever is, you know, complains about her husband all the time. But I can't say that to people. <laughs> yeah. So it's, uh, it, it's that nice, just I don't even have to use my brain. Yeah, I got to just com- essentially complain, and it just yeah. felt great. Yeah, yeah, and you know, she would take the information in and kind of. She would just be listening to me for twenty minutes and be yeah. like, "What do you think about?" And then she would pose yeah. a question that would. Yeah get me thinking in a way that I was kind of going on that trail anyways, and maybe it took that next step 
and it just that's what it, that's what I was trying to explain last time. That yeah. sounds like the exact same thing. Yeah. Where like it, on my own, I probably would have got there and done a Yui, yeah. and been like, oh, there's no door there, like whatever. But what she did is like brought me up to the door and was like, knock, open. Oh shit! Okay, there is a door here. Right. Okay, I can I can go through here. Yep. This is uncharted waters. And I think that's what what she was doing. Exactly yep. that, where like she would pose questions. When I was like, oh, that's not where I thought you were gonna go with that. Like I think I was on the way there, but like I wouldn't have taken that branch off. Yeah. You know, be like, oh, yeah. it's a good thought. Like there was, I found. Uh, tell me if you had this experience. I had a lot where she asked me a question, and I was like, well. This is this is my two this is my two most common. You're all good. I was just making okay. it was time so I could okay. read the time that we. This was uh, this was two of my most common answers to her questions. Can you repeat the question? <laughs> wow. Because I found like going in there, I was like very on. Like my brain was very like focused on like getting the session done. Like I was in there to work. I wasn't really relaxed. Right. Like it's not like I was tense, but I was I was ready to like perform, quote unquote. Oh, know? how weird is that? It was good because like yeah. I was very efficient sessions. But like, but I would I would my mind would be racing sometimes, and not in an anxious way, but just in a way that like I'm trying to pay attention to what she's saying and really take in everything. Like I'm just trying to hyper focus, and sometimes when I hyper focus, it ends I end up not focusing. Right. And then I have to be like, wait, wait, what'd you say? So she would pose maybe like a, a a deeper question that I couldn't really grasp the first time she said it. So a lot of times I was like, wait, can you repeat the question? And then my other most replied answer to her questions were, um, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think I said that's that for the most so common. many things. I was just like, oh, I actually don't know. That's got to be the most common answer. Because they're making yeah, you think maybe. about something you I always really felt like about, right? I, it always felt like strange because I was like, "Yeah, I have no answer for that." And then she'd have to be like, "Okay, well," uh, and then she just moves on to the next thing, right? Or a branch off from that. Yeah. You know what made me want to go to therapy? First of all, you. But sometimes you're trying to search in your head. You're like, "Do I have an answer for that?" Yeah. And then you, and then it takes like a few seconds to be like, "Oh, I have nothing." Yeah. Because you're like thinking, you're like, "I don't want to say I don't have nothing if I have something." Yeah. So I'm trying to think: Do I have something? Do I have something? Do I have something? Yeah, I got nothing. Like, yeah, I got nothing, right? How many times did I weird. say that to you when you would ask me questions? What's that? Because I'd be like, dude, I don't feel good. And I would just say something. I was just not having a good day, time, week, yeah. whatever. Yeah. And you'd be like, well, why? And you'd ask me questions. And I'd, I might give you sort of an answer. And then you would yeah. question that. Yeah. And then I'd be like, I don't know. And you're like, no, but like, why? You, you, you know. Yeah. And if I didn't, you would be like, figure that out. Like, you have to, like, not no. Obviously, you're not a Figure therapist. Figure it out. So. High five. See you yeah. later, dude. See ya. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to yeah, have no, a great time. Yeah, yeah, totally. So, it actually made yeah. me want to go to therapy because I was like, you were in it and you were clearly having an experience that I saw you figuring things out. Mm -hmm. So, you would ask me the same, essentially the same questions that you had answered for yourself. Right. I think the, like, I used to think you were too smart for your own good, though. When you're first going, because like you said, you were yeah. in there to work. You were in there, you were I overthinking everything. And, maybe, yeah. like maybe too smart for my own good sounds like yeah. weird. But like, yeah. kind of, yeah. You, sorry, but you thought too much. Yeah, I may me. have just like, I may have gotten in my own way. That's probably a better yeah. way to say That's it. That's a great But I know what you're saying. trying to say, yeah. Yeah. It's And here's the, here's another, I think we're going to say a couple of daunting things, but I want to say it to prepare people. Mm -hmm. You're not going to be good at getting therapy. 
No, yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's no like, one it goes is kind of awkward. And nails and like, it. Yeah, like you get the odd smooth session, right? But like yeah. most of it's kind of clunky. Yeah, some of them like, won't work. Yeah, and you leave being like, eh, I don't know if that did anything, but yeah. kind of like training. Yeah, a lot of sessions are kind of like, eh, I don't know if that helped, but really it is a brick laid down in the massive house process that is the training plan. You know. Yep. So, because similar idea. Process is very the process is very complicated, similar to massage as well. Like, yeah. it's a complicated process. So some it's gonna be a bumpy road, but you're trending it's up. Gonna be a bumpy road. Bumpy road, man. Bumpy. What was yeah. I gonna say? I was gonna say before I hijack you. Oh man, no, no, it's gone. The, the thought is gone. Is the this one's derailing a lot already. <laughs> um, I was just gonna say. Again, it's a little bit daunting. You're not going to be great at therapy. It's going to trend up. You're going to go in there and it's going to help in some way, even yeah. though you might not think it's going to. Right. Um, oh, here's one as well. I wanted to say Tim and myself, but I kind of watched him go through it first. <laughs> and then I've kind of learned from him, learned from him in a good way and learned from his mistakes. <laughs> you tried a hundred things, not one. And all of them kind of helped and some of them didn't help at all. I don't want to say some things made it worse because I don't actually know. How can all of them know. help a bit, but some didn't help at all? <laughs> right. My bad. That was not <laughs> Break right. that one down. Yeah. So I'm just wrong there. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> some some probably helped, some didn't. Yeah, that, yeah, exactly. I know what you're saying. Yeah. So you have, but here's the here's the thing. Yep. You had to try. It was still consistency. Yeah. You tried other things. Mm-hmm. You didn't give up right away when that thing didn't help. Mm-hmm. depending on what it was depending on how much effort you had to put into one thing for it to not help but if it helps like a few percent that's awesome i even yeah. say that with patients that yeah, have yeah. chronic pain they yeah. have this widespread pain they've had forever they've tried a million things and i go cool if i help you a few percent we're just going to carry on yeah. that's a win you can build huge on win yeah. so then we have to carry on doing more stuff and i'm going to try stuff that hasn't worked i'm going to ask you what's worked and what hasn't and try to leverage the thing that have that has worked and not use the things that haven't worked because mm-hmm. they're clearly stuck in your brain as the things that didn't work so you're gonna have to try a lot of things and some of them aren't gonna help and that's a harsh reality yeah because it's complicated that's the i think that's the starting point yeah. whereas i don't think people need to actually hear that because it's pretty obvious once you get going sure because if you try nothing, then nothing's gonna help. But if yeah. you try a bunch of things, some things are gonna, you're gonna. It is gonna be clunky, like you said. Well, and I think that's probably the paradox of like mental illness or feeling stuck is that you can like rationalize not doing anything yeah. when that's not the right choice. Yeah. Like it seems, in a reasonably healthy mind, it, it would seem obvious, especially from the outside looking in. It would seem obvious to make the choice to try things if you're not doing well. Right. You want to do better. Right. But that's that is the problem that is the paradox of a mentally ill mind is that you would be doing it if it was gonna help like yeah it's like that's the problem they're not yeah. doing anything so um yeah that's that's why uh health of the mind is like so much more complex and yeah. challenging i think i wanted to give practical advice too because I don't want to sound so daunting these podcasts of what's not what is it what isn't gonna work yeah. but there is so Tim and I do free therapy. It's covered by a hoop. Yeah, I was going to mention that too. Is that you're if you're going through something, which like I was going to say this first. It doesn't mean uh, two things. If you're going to, if you go and inquire about therapy, 
yeah. through your doctor, which I recommend for some people, most people. The it doesn't mean that you're mentally ill or depressed or yeah. anything else. Also, even if you are, doesn't matter either. So it's not a big deal. Yeah. Like if if you're worried that like oh what if like you're afraid to get a diagnosis or something. That I can understand that, but you have to get over it. <laughs> well, you don't, I don't wouldn't know. you like, want to know? You don't want to know, but I like, think some people don't want to know. It's like, well, what if I'm like, like I don't feel well, but I don't want to like, I don't want my doctor to be like, yeah, you are depressed, but whoa, like that might be heavy for some people. So I had that fear. Yeah, it's like, yeah. like you, that that can't get that could be a barrier, and that's not a barrier that's useful being there. That needs to that obstacle needs to be overcome, and then. And then also trying to understand that, like, even if you do get a official diagnosis from your doctor or some other qualified professional, then it's like uh, it's not the end of the world. Yeah. And well, and it's not your forever world either. Like things can change. It's just you right now at that moment. You just keep on keeping on the best you can. Yeah. So. And here's the thing: yeah. they, you went to them for answers. Diagno a diagnosis is not a. Uh, signed sealed and delivered like it's over you know what i mean yeah. like that things can change yeah so and also say, i was just gonna say like the word just even it being a diagnosis mm -hmm. you went in for an answer and they just gave you one what they gave you was probably a blanket statement mm -hmm. your kid has autism there's a crazy spectrum you have depression yeah. there's yeah. a spectrum massive you yeah. have mental illness yeah that's a, a blanket term they're just saying you have something and i know that like we look since we talk about like words mattering a lot too like to a degree words matter in this case as well where it's like it maybe even how you frame it to yourself would be useful if you're like like this doesn't bother me as much but someone it may it may help them where it's like you are depressed i'm a depressed person you're kind of wearing that as your identity and that can become yeah. a problem yeah as opposed to just being like i'm f i'm feeling depression yeah right it's just kind of a different thing you could kind of see it as like if you're feeling depression, you're you're framing it more as like a potentially transient experience, which may leave at some point, as yeah. opposed to like, I am depressed. It's like, oh, it's part of me, it's who I am. And uh, it feels a little more permanent. Yeah. Well, it's even funny, the definition of you, I guarantee everyone you talk to will have a different definition of depression. Because originally I thought you would have depression from a chemical imbalance in the brain. That it was just there and it was gonna be there regardless. Mm -hmm. I think those chemical imbalances are from something. They're from how you're living your life, maybe your nutrition, maybe your physical activity, rather than a genetic trait. So like, it's just my thought on the on the matter of like, why are you depressed? Yeah, I think the jury's out it, on that though, right? Is it a the, disease? Yeah. Like, is it a disorder that like yeah. you are gonna have in your genetics, in your DNA, and yeah. you were gonna get it, and it could last this long, and they're never gonna go, oh, you have a deficiency of this chemical in your brain because you only have like four percent when you're supposed to have 18 percent and they're just going to give you a pill like it's never going to be that i wish it was that everyone wishes it was that here take this pill and it's going to fix it it's not the case so so it's kind of the again those blanket terms are a little bit scary much like when someone gets a diagnosis of de degenerative disc disease yeah look at these and pain. i smile pain analogies i smile and go that I'm like, oh, that's amazing. And people are like, what do you mean? I have a disease. My discs are deteriorating. And I go, oh, no, like I get to explain to you why it's not a big deal. It's a normal sign of aging. 
doesn't need to cause pain. Yeah. You can de- you can definitely work around it, work with it, work for it. Like you can it's not a it's not a disease first of all. The word disease means you have to obtain it from something. Mm-hmm. Disease is a like some sort of airborne illness that you get from something. Well, you can get it's, a non-communicable disease. Right? What? You can get a non-communicable disease. What does that mean? Obesity, smoking, right? There's a uh, lot of like, right. or well, smoking would cause uh, COPD and lung yeah. cancer and stuff right. like that, right? Fair enough. Yeah. I just meant like you're not, you didn't like, someone didn't sneeze in your mouth and you're all of a sudden you got degenerative disc disease. It's not yeah. a disease in that in that respect. It's not a disease yeah. at all. Yeah. It's a terrible c- category that it was put in. Yeah. Like that yeah. word is ridiculous. Yeah, I agree. I think it, I think it's just for another reason. But yeah, I know, yeah, what, you're, I know for sure. what you're saying. Um, I just wanted to say like it's not a disease that like, all of a sudden your your mom gave to you or something or you're destined from birth. So it kind of relates in that having depression. <laughs> hey, grow up, man. <laughs> this is a really serious podcast, bro. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I just, I, again, I just want to reiterate there is, I want to give some practical advice. There's free therapy. If you go to your doctor's office, they probably have some sort of yeah, go to your doctor counselor. and inquire, see what they have. Yeah. Uh, we're in Ontario, Canada, so uh, this was covered by OHIP for both of us. Yeah, yeah so our local um, health clinic provided this, yeah. which we're pretty thankful for, which is pretty yeah. cool. So we're pretty lucky to be in a place that does this because I know that therapy is pretty expensive depending on where you are. Yep. Like, um, it can be and like it is here too. So if you're doing private, going through a private clinic, that's going to be, yeah, it's not cheap, so... But sometimes you can have you can have your benefits can cover it depending on your job. But yeah, inquire with your doctor and be honest and see if they can point you to a yeah therapist or somewhere in that someone in that realm that's qualified to, to yeah. help you out. I wanted to talk about my experience with. I had mine manifest itself as I didn't have much motivation. I was kind of tired. It was one of those classic. It's not like I didn't want to get out of bed. Or I couldn't get out of bed. I just didn't want to sometimes. Yeah. Which some people just go, hey, you're just having a bad day. Like, happens to everyone. You don't yeah. have a disorder. It's happening a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, it was happening a lot. Yeah. And then my head hurt. Yeah. Just the top of my head. And I was constantly scratching my head, pulling my hair to try to leave pressure. Um, and I was focused. It was there in my, that was the only thing I was focusing on for like weeks at a time. Just that that's it. That my life was that. That was it. Pain in my head. Of course, I would I was doing exercises and stretches and I saw a chiropractor a couple of times trying to like get this to go away. Went to my doctor, said, I probably have a tumor and I need to get it operated on, or I probably am gonna have a brain aneurysm soon. And you should tell them you were afraid to go to your doctor because of a diagnosis. You, were, uh, you had fear yeah. of a diagnosis. I was afraid I, she was going to tell me Because you that. didn't go for a long time. Yeah. Because you were like, I'm afraid of what they're going to tell me. Don't do that. <laughs> Don't do it because, of course, I went and she said, oh, no other symptoms at all. You are young, fit. You drink water. You eat well. And I told her all these <laughs> things. Water. And she goes, you drink water. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> you drink water. You drink water, kid. She just went through the classic, like, yeah. do these things and you'll be healthy yeah, yeah. checklist. Totally. And everything was fine. She's like, you've never had any other symptoms, you know, on any medication and all this stuff. And I could communicate with her well. Of course, I had word retrieval problems, which I still have now. I still have problems retrieving my words. That's why you hear me. You'll hear me 
say uh or pause because I can't find the word that I want to articulate. I say pause a lot when I'm talking to. Pause. 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 And yeah, so go to your doctor. Yeah, you can rule out more serious stuff. That's fine. But mine manifests itself as kind of that existential crisis of what are we, what happens after you die? Am I going to die? I'm really afraid of dying. So there was that like overarching, it was like a cloud above my head mm-hmm. of like at any time I'm going to die. But then I let that push me. I let that motivate me of like, okay, if my days are numbered, which everyone's are to a certain degree, it sounds very daunting, but I'm going to let that drive me and go, cool, I want to live my life then. I want to live to the fullest of my extent. And don't be scared of stuff because I'm I was scared of the stuff that you can't control. That's a ridiculous fear. I want to say I don't want to downplay it because I had it as well. But I'm saying like it's an unrealistic fear. Yeah. Like a fear of snakes. I don't have a fear of something. I just have the fear. I'm not afraid of like I'm not afraid of snakes. <laughs> not afraid you, of heights. Would you let a big tarantula walk on your face? Yeah. What? Yeah. Doesn't bother me at all. I don't understand that. If un- like, what if you saw like a little tarantula leg come around that corner of the? You want to jump on the chair and scream like a schoolgirl? Absolutely would. not. I would. If okay, seeing a rattlesnake. Any again, the- dude, I would punch through this drywall and start running through it. Find a way. It's just and then I'd run into concrete us. and be like, "Well, guess I'm yeah. gonna die." This is it. But- you remember seeing Bam and Jackass when they threw snakes in that? Yeah, deathly what afraid. I- yeah, yeah, like. I remember watching that and then thinking, "That's me." If they, if my friends pulled that, but with spider, like spiders, really? Like that's that's the worst jackass uh, prank, underrated because of because of the level of fear he had about that. Yeah, like, there's worse ones where it's like that are brutal and that everyone talks about. That's the worst one because because of how death, like he cried, right? Because of how oh, much, yeah. how much, oh, yeah. because of how scared he was. But he's not afraid of like getting in a ring with a bull jumping off stuff getting shot in the face with paintball guns <laughs> yeah. like all these things that everyone else would be like hell no you're nuts yeah and he was like no problem yeah it's kind of weird i wanted to but, yeah going with that this so because of course i like the science behind everything and i love hearing the chemical or biological answer to these things anxiety and fear of something the reason why it doesn't feel good first of all you're afraid of it so mm-hmm. but what it does in the body it like heightens your adrenaline you get a dose of adrenaline, a dose of cortisol, a dose of epinephrine. Your body thinks it's dying, so your heart rate speeds up. You get clammy. You're 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 laser focused because all your blood is like in your brain and your muscles, ready to fight and or die. And that's what it makes you freak out, and you don't like that feeling. You try to run away as fast as you can. If I saw a spider, I'm not afraid of it. I'll pick it up. Tim's afraid of it. His body goes, "We gotta go. Oh, we have to go." And he would risk his hands beating himself through the drywall. Dude, there's a there is a large amount of pain I would go through before letting myself anywhere near like a large tarantula. And some of the things, a a surprising amount. Yeah, I would let some bad things happen. (laughs) Oh my god! (laughs) Like like nipple clamps or something like the easy easy. That's an easy choice. Quick quick. That's easy. Nipple clamps now. Wow. That's easy. Yeah yeah. See, I guess I'm I am afraid like a tarantula if it's poisonous or like a Yeah, see I'm not afraid of like getting bit or anything. I'm afraid of the creature. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. I'm afraid of like the thing it could do to me. 
Yeah, no. But a tarantula is just going to walk at me? Pfft, I don't care. Walk in my face. I don't care. It's hilarious. So, actually, this is a good example of, like, it, your experience with something is yeah, going to be different lack than thereof, the other person. But at least there's a yeah psychological factor that yeah. that is different between us yeah. that would influence a different fear response yeah. from the same stimulus. Yeah. The stimulus being the tarantula. Sure. Our response is being completely different. Yeah, that yeah. is good. It's funny things, too, because the brain will affect the body again when I was just saying about the chemistry and biology behind fear. Also, the chemical and biological around stress itself, uh, you never really get into that rest and digest nervous system, so that causes subpar recovery, which will influence your pain and function going forward. And you're sleeping. Everyone knows sleep's important. A common thing is not being able to sleep. I've never had a problem sleeping. You used to have a ton of problems sleeping. Yeah. So was it, was Tim's, was your anxiety and depression affecting your sleep? Mm-hmm. Most likely. I think it's kind of a, a pretty, an educated guess, uh-huh. I'm assuming, right? right? If you never had problems before. So you kind of recognize these changes. So I did have a few times where I, it would, I couldn't fall asleep because... My fear was like not waking up. So that was kind of didn't want to sleep, of course. <laughs> that's a weird, again, that like, because yeah. I would say to Timmy, be like, dude, that's heavy. And I'm like, I know. <laughs> I don't like it at all, man. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, we should wrap this up. Yeah. Uh, any other here. like advice to give people? I would say um, if you're not feeling well, go talk to your doctor. Yeah. And be honest and explain everything to them. And. Uh, considering how our healthcare system works, which has its pros and cons, um, pros being one of them is that uh, taxpayers will foot the bill for your therapy, potentially, if you need it. Um, The other one is, uh, or one of the cons, I guess, would be that depending on how your doctor works, you may or may not get a lot of time to talk about what you're going through. So you have to, my mom kind of push this on me a lot over like since I was a kid is like you big you be your biggest advocate for yourself nice when you go you don't just go and and be passive you go and demand go and demand things yeah because they see a million people a day and you're potentially seven minutes out of their day here or there you do so have to demand things. go and demand things yeah. you have to go be respectful of course but like demand what you need what you want uh, you have to make questions. them listen to you yeah yeah so so that's I think that's important. Um, it can be uncomfortable, but you gotta do what you gotta do. And then, yeah. so yeah, inquire about that with your doctor. And then, um, if you're scared, don't be scared. It's not that scary. It's pretty yeah. easy. Um, might be scary at the start, and then you're all good. Um, and then, what else do I say? Yeah, don't worry about a diagnosis if you are diagnosed currently, or you yeah. afraid you're gonna be. It's not the end of the world. Things change. It's not you forever. Yeah, it's not you forever. You're not. Uh, depressed you're just experiencing depression and that can change um, yeah don't be I wouldn't worry like there's also an issue around like medication and stuff people taking yeah. medications yeah um, I think they can be positive I think sometimes maybe there's a common conversation going around that maybe they're prescribed too liberally I don't know but um, I'm currently on medication and it works for me for now Maybe I won't be on them forever, but at least for me right now, they do help me. Yeah. Definitely, significantly. Yeah. So 
Uh, so I'm, I'm definitely pro them in some situations. So I think, yeah, inquire with your doctor. Don't be afraid of medication. Don't be afraid of the diagnosis. And then what, one thing I would add for a practical tip for me is, um, and this is inspired from my own trial and error and learning experiences, but also from what I've heard other people give as practical advice to people going through mental illness slash depression, anxiety, is make something that is uncomfortable, but you know to be positive for you, a non-negotiable. So um, for me, that was the gym. Uh, I have, I've had the vast majority. So well beyond 50% of my training sessions in the last two and a half years, two years, have been unenjoyable. Which not a lot of people know, but just when you're in your own head, you know if it's enjoyable or not. Yeah. For a lot of things I, I don't get into, they were really unenjoyable. But I just made myself go, because I knew that if I didn't go, it would be worse. So that was a non-negotiable for me. Another non-negotiable I made for myself a year and a half or two ago was to go hiking outside and go walking. I didn't enjoy every single one, but I made myself do it. So that was another good one. So both those together, it doesn't have to be these crazy habits that are super out of reach and hard to maintain or keep as a habit. It can be simple things, right? Like getting up at a certain time or just meal prepping for the day or uh, meditating for four minutes. I don't know, just something little, but making something positive that's uncomfortable that you wouldn't otherwise make yourself do, make that a non-negotiable. Um, I will end with this. I know that someone else uh, gave a tip um, one time. I saw it online and someone had asked them, they, they, they had said that they were going through depression at the time. And they asked if they had any practical advice or tips and they gave some good advice. But one of the things they gave that stuck with me was this idea of making something a non-negotiable. Um, but what they said was um, because of the nature of the beast with depression and anxiety, you will, most people naturally uh, become a hermit and introvert themselves and hibernate and avoid social interaction, which we know is uh, counterintuitive to healing. So one specific piece of advice that he gave was when a friend or family member reaches out to you to, re to hang out, you have to say yes. Wow. You can't say no. Yeah. And so I thought that was really good because I think a lot of people, that's like a, a common, I think, experience for people who go through bouts of depression or anxiety is is getting when you're when you're going through that and someone reaches out it's like ah, it's just easier to sustain and watch netflix and feel sorry for yourself or whatever you do just feel comfortable doing that right you're not really comfortable but it's apparently it seems easier than going out and dealing with the world so i think making that a non-negotiable was a good good specific piece of advice nice so when a friend or family member reaches out you have to say yes wow. so yeah that's what i would that's amazing know. Yeah. Dude, you can get I, I have like a few things that you can edit. Okay. You don't need to listen to mine, but I'll close up the show. Cool. So okay. I'm gonna say a handful of stuff. Sounds dude. good. Yeah, yeah, I gotta head out of here. You cool. you uh you wrap it up. Thanks for listening, everybody. That's the mental health episode. That was cool. This is gonna be yeah. a good one. Yeah, maybe as uh, a couple more minutes, but yeah, no worries. Maybe as Tyler uh continues with his therapy, we can do a check in. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. See if he's still doing well. Yeah. Therapy is maybe I'm doing a million times better than I was a few months a ago. A million times? Is that true? No, it's all subjective. It's all relative. <laughs> so it's all my perception. All right, see you later, everybody. Bye -bye. I'll catch you later. Okay, see you later, buddy. Um,
So, okay, I wanted to just wrap up with a few things as well, is that, of course, the obvious ones like exercise and eat better, kind of, you know, eat some fruits and vegetables, get some nice vitamins and minerals and nutrients into you, because those are obviously going to be beneficial to your physical health, which could help your mental health, but they can kind of go both ways. So a lot of physical, physical health. So a lot of people that I find in chronic pain, they have to change a lot of things about their life, not, oh, they just need to like get their muscles pressed on. There's a lot of things that go into it. Again, with my, I just had this kind of chronic widespread pain when I wasn't feeling great. So it felt good to work out. And I, same thing with Tim, I made it a non-negotiable to go to the gym because I know the gym makes me feel amazing. And I know all the scientific benefits behind exercise and nutrition. So I I made myself do those things anyways. Um, but yeah, definitely talk to somebody. You realize you're not alone. It's going to be hard. It might be super easy, but it could. it's probably going to be super hard. Uh, if you guys have any, like, honestly, I love you. We all love you. Tim and I love you. Just, you're here. You got to make the best out of it. We have to live our life You and find ways for you. You have to find ways for you to cope. Uh, and I, I, I kind of do agree with Tim in that regard of you're going to do stuff you're not going to like. but. Get yourself through it. It's going to be awesome. This is not you forever. And if you guys have any questions, if you just need an ear to talk to, if you guys want a little bit of advice as much as Tim and I could give you, you know, as much as we'd feel comfortable giving you again, it's going to be our experiences and stuff we've read in scientific journals. Um, But of course, go to the doctor, find some sort of therapy, especially if it's free. Free therapies, free stuff is always awesome. Um, yeah, feel free to DM either of us. We're always, we're always willing to lend a, lend a helping hand. Well, I'll give you my ear for a bit and, uh, that's pretty much it. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I hope it helped you guys out even a little bit. I hope it just helped one person at least, but, uh, any questions, please feel free to message one of us. All right, guys, enjoy the rest of your week. Thank you for tuning into the show. This has been episode 22 of Between Sets, and we'll see you guys in the next one. When laughter was met, remember the days when you did what you said.